Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is Journeys with Jen. I'm Jennifer Griego. Today, I am very excited for who we have on here. We have Kevin Gian and Coach Mark Paulson. Kevin is one of a very good friend of ours. He, um, oh, and they're all part of Wilderness Athlete. Kevin uh, is kind of one of the first pers- people I met who worked with Wilderness Athlete and got me introduced to that. And Coach Mark Paulson is the founder of Wilderness Athlete, so I'm very excited to have them on today and talk about Wilderness Athlete and all the things that it does. And also, we are here with my dad. So, what's up, guys? How are you doing? Everything's good. Doing great. Outstanding. Awesome. All right. Well, um, Mark, you're also called Coach P, I have heard from many people. Um, just, like, kind of real quick, what's, like, the background on that? Well, actually, I, I did. I coached uh, collegiate and professional athletes for over 30 years. And uh, oh. my job was, was uh, I was the strength and conditioning coach, performance coach, whatever you want to call them, uh, for men and women. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have a background in developing athletes so that they can be successful in whatever sport they happen to be involved in. Oh, awesome. And how much of your time was at the University of New Mexico, Coach Paulson? Uh 25, yeah, I, I, I started at Kansas, then I went to the University of South Carolina, then Southern California, and I got to New Mexico. I went on my first elk hunt my first year here, and I stayed ever since. <laughs> Good choice. The, that elk hunt, yeah, that, that, that elk hunt was the deciding factor in where I was going to plant my flag. Awesome. Awesome. Um, all right, well, well, let's continue with you. Did How did you, like, get the idea to start and found Wilderness Athlete? Well, based on my uh, profession, you know, uh, nutrition is uh, a significant part of physical development. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people are aware of that, they, you know, 30 years ago it was starting to. But, you know, today it's, it's just huge if you want to get, if you want to be even, let alone have an edge. Mm-hmm. You've got to really take care of your nutritional needs. And during the course of my career, uh, I did my graduate work, by the way, Jennifer, in nutrition at the University of South Carolina. So I'm not an expert, but I've always had a fascination with it, and I've mm-hmm. always studied it. But I sat on a, a board of a large corporation, nutritional company, and I, it's there that I met some of the top performance nutritionists in the entire world, from uh, Georgetown Medical to the Moscow Institute of Sport to some of the top formulators in the world of nutrition and and, uh, and so I called them uh, 15 years ago and and inquired if they would think there's a market for a specialized product for outdoor athletes, wilderness athletes and uh, they all liked the concept and so we launched the company and it's been a rodeo ever since. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that's interesting. And what year did you launch uh, Wilderness Athlete? Oh, gosh, I want to say 2004. Uh, okay. The years go by so quickly anymore, Bob. Um, but it was right in that area, 2003 to four. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Kevin, how did you get involved in Wilderness Athlete? And what is your title there? Oh, <laughs> my title. Um <laughs> Gosh, I think it depends on the day of the week and what the title would be, but <laughs> primarily uh, primarily involved in marketing, uh, sit on a marketing team and make a lot of the decisions on you know, the direction of our brand, uh, product development, things like that. Um, but my route to Wilderness Asset was uh, kind of a, a serendipitous one. I, I started working for the Outdoorsman, which I know you're both familiar with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, when I when I moved to Arizona about five years ago, and um, you know at the time, Wilderness Athlete was was being operated primarily out of out of that building, and so I kind of had my hands in both. And when we uh, decided to take the Wilderness Athlete team into its own facility, and that's kind of when I went with it. So it was. It was really just, uh, you know, luck, timing. You know, I, I managed to get connected with the right people when I moved to Arizona and uh, put myself in the right spot and uh, worked hard, and that's, uh, that's how I got here. But, um, you know, for me, it was just completely aligning of the stars because my whole life, you know, two passions I've had are, you know, sports, uh, fitness, and, and hunting, so... Mm-hmm. Finding Will and Sappy was just like the best marriage of the two. Yeah, 
For sure. Um, and I just awesome. wanted to thank you really quickly because, like I said, um, you were one of the first people I met uh, who worked for Wellness Athlete, and you got me hooked up with a bunch of stuff um, before all my yeah. sheep, before my sheep hunts. So, and they helped so much, and I love them, and we all use Good. them now as a family. So I just wanted to thank you for everything you did for me at the beginning of all of this. Well, of course, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of what our you know biggest passion is at Wilderness Athletes is, you know, truthfully is just seeing people excel and seeing people what they're able to accomplish with, you know, the right the right nutritional uh, products in their system and the right mindset and all that stuff. So, um, you know, it was definitely an easy decision, but I'm super glad that you've been able to accomplish all the things you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. And it um, definitely was very helpful to have Hydrate and Recover and everything up on the mountain with me. Um, <laughs> and so talking about Hydrate and Recover, um, there's like so many things that we have today, like Gatorade and like Pedialyte is something that I use a lot that to help us keep hyd- keep hydrated. So like, what is the main difference and between like hydrate and recover and other things like Gatorade and Pedialyte for coach Paul? Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I could talk to this. We all can, but I think the person who speaks best of this because he does it to nauseam so much is Mark. Um, so yeah, Mark, do you want to kind of break that down? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the the sports drink world, and I really hesitate to even mention any of them because I think they're all trash, <laughs> and I think, I think the science that started it uh, was, and this was back in 1967, was uh, legitimate, uh, and all it really indicated was that you need to introduce about 6% solute into water to help the body absorb it faster in the small intestine, rather than osmosis, just dripping in, it actually is called active transport. Now, what no one has challenged these people on for 50 years, Jennifer, Mm -hmm. 50 years, nobody has challenged the fact that sugar does not need to constitute the majority of that 6%. They throw in a tibble, they throw in about a penny, maybe two pennies, if you want to get crazy, uh, of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the form of sodium potassium, the rest of it's sugar. Wow. And what we have done at Wilderness Athlete, and this really, the credit here goes to our formulator, Rich Scheckenbach, because our 6% is comprised of nutrients, mm-hmm. and sugar is what we call the anti-nutrient. It depletes the body, yeah. whereas we incorporate nutrition. And so um, being hydrated is more than just the word hydration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, the, the puzzle is much broader than that. It includes performance for the given day, uh, hydrating the body to be sure, um, mental clarity to make good decisions, and then recovery. I, my profession was spent in the recovery mode mm-hmm. because if you train at a high level, you have to recover at a high level. Yeah. And you can only train to the degree that you recover. So our Hydrate Recover, which is kind of our bell cow, I would say, as far as a product, yeah. there's nothing on the planet like our Hydrate and Recover as far as what it will do for the human body. So that's a, that's a mouthful to contrast it. It really, I guess, it's probably not even fair for me guys to mention our product in the same vein as Force Strength because they're just so limiting that it's... It's almost a joke compared mm-hmm. to what we're doing at WF. Wow. Oh, that's really interesting. I guess, like, a lot, um, especially one of my tennis coach, she hates Gatorade, and she makes us bring G2 to our tennis matches because it has a lot less sugar. Um, so definitely, I know I've heard that, and um, that the sugar obviously makes a big difference. Um, <clears throat> but that is really interesting to hear because you put so much thought into each thing and how um, certain things don't con- contribute to um, being healthier and being hydrated and helping you recover from that. So that was really interesting to hear. And also to kind of like keep on theme of like the differences. Um, one of the things that you have also is um, the what's it called? Um, energy and focus. That's what I was trying to say. 
Um, <laughs> and so, like, I guess you need to be more focused, Jen. You should I probably do. drink one of those. <laughs> yeah. I should. Yeah. yeah you, what are you drinking right now? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Apparently, tequila. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, it is Friday. Um, it is almost five. So. <laughs> yeah, five o'clock somewhere. Anyway, um, <laughs> so a lot of my friends drink like Red Bulls and coffee all the time and things like that. So the Monster and yeah. Um, so you drink monsters, just saying. Anyway, um, so what's kind of the difference in, between energy and focus and those things? I know obviously a lot of these are based for athletes. Um, so what's kind of the difference between the energy and focus and all the other caffeine drinks? Well, in a nutshell, Jennifer, it's, you know, most energy drinks are designed to provide, again, a whole lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what's called CNS, central nervous system stimulant, uh, to basically get you ramped up. I mean, that's the whole idea is to get your body and your mind fired up. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the materials that they use end up causing you more problems than, than solving a problem. And they do that by overstimulating your adrenal glands. And your adrenal glands are... are you know, when they're healthy, they're about the size of a grape. You know, they're they're firm and they're round. And they, when you need extra energy, you know, they're there to support, not continually, but to support. Well, these energy drinks overstimulate your adrenal glands. And so over time, you find yourself drinking one instead of every hour, every half hour. Mm-hmm. And then you find yourself drinking two every hour. And they just, they deplete your adrenal glands. Now, what we are, we're a nutritional-based energy product, energy and focus, and that it works naturally with your own energy system to uh, gently encourage it to stimulate your mind. And now we have a little bit of caffeine in there, which is proven to be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. That is the least of people's problems is a little bit of caffeine. It's all the other constituents that cause the problem. Um, but if you were to compare, and no one wants to sit there and listen to the sheer list of nutrients we put in it, but mm-hmm. long story short, it's a very healthy alternative to what I would call toxic energy drink. Yeah. And um, does it kind yeah. of have, like, the same effect as energy drinks, or is it a little, like, not as intense and a little different? Oh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be demonstrably different because it's, it, it provides the focus you need without that overstimulation. And anytime you incorporate a lot of sugar, and we don't have any sugar in ours, mm-hmm. when you when you put in a bunch of sugar, it causes your pancreas, you know, to release insulin. And now that insulin goes into your bloodstream and gobbles up all the sugar and pulls it back out. That's how you get a crash. Oh. And so by not incorporating a bunch of sugar, we do not have the problem of uh, too much insulin being dumped into your system to accommodate that sugar. Oh, that's cool. You know, um, years ago, there used to be in one of the ads, uh, and may, maybe going back to my early young days again with um, with Hunt and Fool magazine, but I know there were um, some tables that showed comparisons of ingredients. Do you guys still have that available someplace that Jennifer could put in the show notes for people that really do want to kind of compare specifics? Oh, yeah. the uh, Our Dare to Compare sheet, I mean, we've handed out thousands of those things at trade shows and right. different events. Um, and I, I believe we've got it available somewhere on our website. I'm sure we do. Um, okay. But if, uh, if I can definitely get you guys a, an easier digital copy to work with if you want to put that in the show notes. Okay, great. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's kind of one of the more easiest. The best way to just kind of visualize the, the differences between our product on both the hydration side and the energy side that really separate it from the other products because it's not always about like what, what what ingredients we are using, but what other ingredients we're not using. You know, all of the artificial dyes, uh, artificial flavoring, um, things like that. And in, like specifically with energy and focus, something that you won't see in, I mean, almost any sports drink is our use of adaptogenic herbs, and a lot of our products use them. But specifically with energy, I think what that really helps with the most is your ability to mitigate. Uh, the, the the damage of stress, you know, and, and process stress a lot easier. And so when you're able to manage stress internally a lot lot more efficiently, your energy is, is way less taxed. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the biggest killer of energy is, 
your, you know, stress, you know, all the environmental, emotional, uh, internal stresses that, you know, happen throughout the day. So, you know, things like what we use specifically is golden root extract and go-to cola extract. Those are pretty powerful adaptogenic herbs. Um, but, uh, yeah, those, those are, I'll, I'll definitely send that to you guys so those can be, you know, viewable for anybody who wants to take a look. Mm. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Sure. And I did want to ask you, Coach P, the, um, you know, as a physician, we always, I'm strong, I'm always telling people that they need to maintain their hydration, especially out here in the desert Southwest. Uh, it yeah. amazes me how often that I've done long hikes, including rim to rim of the Grand Canyon or all day hunting trips. And I've, I've, you know, consumed, um, the hydrate and recover and, my urine is always like white. I mean, it's, it's like clear. It doesn't get concentrated. And I don't know if it's just that I'm obviously I'm maintaining hydration with it, but is there something else in there that makes, uh, that changes the color? Because it, I would look at it and go, gosh, there's no way I'm, I'm this hydrated after sweating and hiking for eight to 12 hours. You know, is there something else in there that affects the kidney function that, that makes the urine not appear as concentrated? No, I you know that's a that's a, a good question, but I don't know that I have a a good answer for you. Uh, only because you know human physiology changes from person to person, and how your body manages things could be totally different than the guy walking right next to you. Right. Um, so uh, I I hate to gloss over it, but you just sound like you're operating extremely efficiently, and <laughs> so maybe. We should just be thankful and and move on. But it's it, it really it's uh, it's the thing I've noticed as this company has grown and as I've continued to study as as Kevin as does our entire company. When you look at the food chain, the supply chain for our our, our average American diet, uh, the minerals simply are not in the soil today. Hmm. They're just not there. I don't care if you shop at Whole Foods or Wild Oats or routes or wherever you go you can do your best but in a case in point if you take a bite out of a tomato unless it's raised on a farm it tastes like a piece of plastic mm-hmm. true and 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 that's because minerals add flavor i mean minerals are salt so when you take all those out you end up with a big piece of plastic and that's a long way for me to say um all our foods to some degree, are like that. We're outdoors, and so we're fortunate enough to be able to put wild game in the freezer. But mm-hmm. the average American simply is uh, is in a state of mineral deficiency. Uh, for example, I've heard upwards of 90% of Americans are deficient in magnesium. And wow. that just goes on and on and on. So it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. So I, I, I think it's uh, fascinating uh, that you, you, you can work as hard as you are and still having very clear urine, that's, uh, you would be somewhat of an anomaly, I must say. <laughs> oh, don't tell him that. <laughs> he doesn't need any more confidence than he has. Oh, we can ignore Jennifer. I'm going to plug her mic in a second. <laughs> that's not very but, nice. But, but thank you for, th- for that input. It, I just was curious because, you know, even though I'd feel pretty well hydrated at the end of it, I was like, gosh, I can't believe I'm that hydrated. But anyway. Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the whole hydration chart thing is a, can be misleading uh, from the standpoint. Now, obviously, if your urine is really clear, that's that's a really good sign. Obviously, most people know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, conversely, you can you can be having urine that's bright yellow and still be fully hydrated. Um, it's a it's a good thing to be careful to look out, look out for as it gets darker and darker and almost turns brownish. Mm-hmm. Now you're you're obviously in trouble, but. What am I saying here is that uh, because we're such a nutritionally potent product and company, uh, excess nutrients that your body does not need, and we all have reservoirs of different vitamins, proteins. Um, for example, riboflavin is in a, a B vitamin that is almost fluorescent in color. Uh, a thimbleful can can highlight an entire swimming pool of thimble full of riboflavin. So having said that, if your body dumps excess riboflavin because you've consumed enough, it can come out very bright, which would alarm someone. And you very well may not be dehydrated. So is it good to pay attention to it? Yes, but if you know in your mind that you've been hydrating 
sufficiently, then I wouldn't be overly concerned. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, for sure. And it is one of those things, though, and I know, um, Kevin, that you've done the rim-to-rim-to-rim many Uh times or several times. You have to force yourself to drink on those things, even when you don't feel like you're thirsty. When we did the one, uh, the year, uh, I guess it was last year, it was a fundraiser for cystic fibrosis, and there were quite a few people that were doing the hike that were from back east. And they didn't mm-hmm. feel they didn't feel thirsty. They didn't feel like they were sweating. It's just so dry here. You you passively lose the sweat and don't feel like your your clothes don't get wet and the sort of thing yeah. that you do back when you're in North Carolina or the Northeast where a lot of these people came from. So they would feel like, oh, I'm fine. I don't need to drink. But if they don't mm-hmm. you know make it a, a point to consume there are two liters between each uh, opportunity to fill it up on the trail, you can get into real problems with cramps and dehydration and oh, nausea yeah. and headaches and all those things. And, you know, everybody was cautioned about that several times, but quite a few people still had trouble because they thought, well, you know, I don't even feel like I'm sweating. Why do yeah. I have to drink so much? Yeah, exactly. I think that's a common problem for people is the sweat issue, especially when you get athletes that are, you know, layered up with a ton of clothing in cold weather. They don't feel the sweat necessarily because it's evaporating often super quickly, but um, that usually results in you know more fluid needs. You know you have you have more, higher you know, fluid needs go up, um, and and that's probably one of the biggest assets I think that our hydrogen recover brings to guys. Whether you're you know running a marathon in the Grand Canyon or you're hunting at ten thousand feet, um, obviously these products taste super good, and so it's a lot easier and more enticing to want to drink something when you don't really feel like you want to drink, uh, but your body needs it, especially especially like in high altitude situations when you're starting to feel nauseous um, and you're dealing with, with um, you know, altitude sickness. And that's, that's where a lot of guys, they, they don't want to put anything down. They can't keep anything down. But that situation just compounds itself with dehydration. I don't feel like drinking. Well, you know, you add some really awesome flavor to it, and suddenly that it's a lot easier to get that those fluids, those electrolytes, those minerals and vitamins in your system. Um, mm-hmm. Can turn your day around. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because I think people um, who don't get outdoors much or don't uh, do a whole lot of physical activity, you know, I think the general, the natural assumption is, well, I'll drink when I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're when you're pushing yourself at a high level, whatever that is, uh, when you're pushing your when your heart rate's up. You're, you're burning fluid, you're losing fluid, um, you know, your thirst is not always the best indicator of, of uh, you know, what you need to drink. Uh, for example, like like this year when I was in the Grand Canyon, I, I think I kind of got myself into some, I, I hurt myself by not drinking enough water because I realized I was over halfway to the North Rim. I hadn't drinking en- enough water because I felt my, I felt the back of my shirt and it was soaked. And I realized I haven't felt thirsty, though, mm-hmm. in well over an hour. You know, I was just kind of passively, like, taking a sip here or there. And I felt like I was doing okay. And then I took my pack off at one of these little rest points. And not only was my whole shirt and everything soaked, but the salt that was in that sweat was was really visible, too. So I was losing a ton of sodium in the, in the process. So, um, you know, I, I guess sort of the lesson was that I should not have been just waiting to be thirsty and I knew better but I, I just wasn't thinking I was just thinking about time you know fast go mm-hmm. I wasn't right. thinking about drinking and I kind of got myself in trouble there so especially if you feel good you know and you don't feel thirsty yeah. and you're concentrating on your time and because it is kind of a hindrance mm-hmm. honestly to to drink while you're on the trail or when you're running or whatever or to stop to do it even if you have a, a camelback type deal where you can drink it as you're moving mm-hmm. it's it's still it's an inconvenience to do it but if you get behind you can really have some trouble and sort of the opposite yeah. of that is, you know, I've had times I don't do much hunting back east for whitetails, but I've had days where I've spent 13 or 14 hours up in a tree stand, and you mm-hmm. hate to drink too much. You hate to have to be peeing all the time, but that's one of the nice things about your guys' energy and focus is you can have that just with a little bit of water and get it dissolved and consume mm-hmm. that for the additional benefits of, of that with, with the energy and with your keeping your mental focus and not have to drink 12 to 16 ounces of liquid with it so you can concentrate it mm-hmm. and get that into your system without having to go pee all the time or taking that right <laughs> yeah 
Exactly. Yeah, that's Jennifer's usual mode is she's asleep until I wake her up, and then she's lethal. <laughs> hey, it works for now. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm drinking, the, uh, I'm drinking the energy and focus so I can stay awake while you're sleeping at my feet in the blind. That's what usually works. Yeah. It's okay. We don't need to get into details. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about all of that a little bit later, but um, just to kind of finish up the comparison thing, I know a lot of the products that we use – at, uh, within our family is the hydrant recover the energy and focus and also the rebars those and like those protein and energy bars so um mm-hmm. obviously everyone eats a ton of protein bars and a ton of granola bars and i know i eat a ton of different brands so um and also yours are really small and they're nice to eat because they're quick and easy so i was just kind of mm-hmm. like, again the differences between those bars and the other bars that people traditionally eat or what are the what are the benefits of your sure. bars that too oh sure sure yeah so like what, what we have now what we're selling now are called our rebars like, like you mentioned um our goal when we came out with these rebars was just to have a really high calorie um energy dense delicious really that was kind of the first priority too was something that people enjoyed eating uh snacks you know as as hunters as people who live out of our backpacks a lot you know efficiency is important so you know making sure that we had like over a hundred well over a hundred calories per ounce was important um and i think that's an area where a lot of people kind of go wrong and not necessarily wrong but they could do better you know when they're preparing for you know whether they're backpack hunting or just going on a backpacking trip or whatever the case may be is, you know, you take a bunch of um, food that takes up a lot of space in your pack, but doesn't give you a whole lot of energy in, in the form of calories or, you know, protein, carbs, fat. Um, so not really efficient in terms of an energy source. Um, so these, these are, uh, rebars are, they you know, 200 calories, depending on the flavor, one's 200, one's 220, um, 12 to 13 grams of fat. Um, you know, not terribly high in sugar. You've got one that's 16 grams, one that's 13, um, which, you know, in the case of, you know, when you're, when you're, you're out there burning fuel and you're working out or whatever you're doing, uh, sugar's, uh, sometimes one of the easiest ways to kind of bounce back and get yourself over that next hump back to the truck, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so these have been a success. Jesus, people have loved them. I think a lot of people are used to eating bars that they can get at the gas station or REI or somewhere, and it just, you know, has all the glitz and glamour of, like, being the most nutritionally complete bar, but it tastes like cardboard. And what we've learned is, you know, you can tell someone this is going to cure cancer, but if it doesn't taste good, people just are not going to eat it mm-hmm. um, or drink it, whatever, whatever we're talking about. But we actually um, have a new, uh, a new bar coming out uh, pretty soon here that we'll have in the fall for... Uh, guys getting ready for the season and we're actually super super excited about this new bar too because you know where the other bar was really delicious um really efficient in terms of space and calories and weight what it what it didn't have is all of the other complements of like high fat content mm-hmm. uh this new bar is going to have more protein uh, more saturated fat like a lot more saturated fat which is another you know efficient macronutrient um more fiber, um, and fiber is often something that backcountry hunters lack. You know, when you're eating a lot of processed foods, when you're eating a lot of um, freeze-dried meals and stuff, a lot of the fiber and a lot of the, like, vitamin nutrients uh, are depleted out of those things. So getting fiber really helps slow down the digestion of stuff. It really maintains your, it helps your digestive system, uh, keeps you, uh, a lot of the the bowel movement stuff moving, which is super important when, um, you know, you're 20 miles from the truck and your only way back is on your feet. So mm-hmm. um, I think people are going to love these new bars because they taste better than these rebars, and nutritionally they are uh, they're better too. So in every way, uh, we've kind of stepped up the game there. So I'm, I'll definitely be excited to kind of get those out and get your opinion on them. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the bars were always just kind of like, we made awesome supplements. We've got an awesome lineup of a full nutrition line, but we didn't have that that chewable, you know, food source that someone could put in their backpack um, that would meet their nutritional needs. And and these bars are doing that. Mm. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. I know um, when my parents were training for the Grand Canyon, they had a lot of those, and they used a lot mm-hmm. of those. Um, and I know on my first sheep hunt, 
I had really bad intestinal problems, and so I did have uh, drank a lot of hydrate and recover, and that helped a lot. Um, but definitely, those bars would help for sure. So I'm excited to for those to come out and for me to be able to get to use those. Yeah, yeah. And you got you got yeah. behind Jennifer with yeah. your hydration. That was a problem. You started to get, um, and with her cystic fibrosis, she's at a higher risk for intestinal obstructions just because her mucus is thick. So, I mean, we sure. almost we averted a, a surgical emergency on the mountain by getting her hydrated she has a g-tube so we were able to get hydrate and recover and a lot of fluids into her and fortunately we we're able to avoid a complete obstruction but it's one of those things that wow. you know it's it's important to make sure that that well for her hydration is extremely important uh more so mm-hmm. than for the average person mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. yeah and then you talked about 100%. how all the the bars and fibers help with that as well um so like yeah. I said, we did talk yeah. about like those main three products because like that's what our family uses a lot. But obviously you guys mm-hmm. have many products. And so what are just kind of some other products that people tend to use a lot and that you think are also very important for um, like training and being in the outdoors? Oh boy, we're start. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think one of the products that has uh, really, it's going to be really relevant here in a, in a month or two when guys are getting ready to go either, you know, either Midwestern guys or East Coast guys who are getting ready to hunt in the West for the first time or they live in a sea-level state and they're going to go hunt high country Colorado. Um, our altitude advantage really uh, can be a game changer for that that guy, that, that guy who lives at, you know, sea level or 1,000 feet elevation or 500 feet, and he's going to go spend, you know, five or six days pushing his limit up at 8,000 feet or greater Mm-hmm. Um, and his body's not ready for that change in oxygen density, and that can really bring everything to a screeching halt. So that is one of our products that, you know, I, I can't say it's a, it's funny. It's not like a staple in, in people's lives. Like, we don't have a lot of people who are just buying out the advantage every month like clockwork mm-hmm. because it's so relevant during this one, you know, time in your in your year. Yeah. But... You know, you think about, and you guys know this extremely well, how much time and money and effort and energy you invest into these adventures and these hunts and these trips. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that a lot of people often forget is, how is my body going to respond to this change in environment? How am I going to handle it? And what's going to happen if I can't stand up, if I'm feeling dizzy, if I'm throwing up, if I'm stuck in my tent? Um, you know, the general acclimation period is, different for everybody but you know if you've got a seven-day hunt and you don't have you don't have four or five days dedicated to feeling like crap and acclimating you know acclimating uh, you want to feel 100 percent ready to go from the time you know you you get there and uh, that's what altitude advantage helps with is it really just helps speed up the acclimatization process and um you know some guys don't deal with altitude sickness at all and those are the lucky ones I'm not one of those people, and it, it, it definitely made a big difference for me um, in a number of situations, even just in the Grand Canyon, when you're when you're going from the bottom of the, the canyon floor to the top of the North Rim in, you know, just under four, five miles, it's a pretty rapid change of elevation, and that can, uh, has, has an impact on, on the way your body, you know, craves and needs oxygen and uses it and finds it. So um, that's, that's definitely one, for sure, that comes to mind right now. Mm. And I'm, I'm curious about that. I hadn't heard about that product. Mark, mm-hmm. What you know, I do know people that, you know, when they go to Asia and they do the real high elevation stuff, and obviously in Colorado if you're doing 14ers and that sort of thing, people can have problems with it, with uh, the altitude sickness. Is Does that product, is it something you have and uh, you take in addition to Diamox or how – how does it work? What's the mechanism and, and what's the role that you usually have for people that are going to be going to extreme uh, high elevation? Well, this is one of Rich's, uh, our formulator's babies, and uh, it's not a product designed to go to Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. I mean, could it have some uh, benefits? Absolutely. But, it, it, you know, for those of us who hunt, you know, from 6,000 to you know, 12,000 feet, it has incredible application um, as far as what it does to help blood vessels relax and introduce some uh, some herbs that, that just help your body adjust to oxygen-challenged environment. 
And so I know Randy Ulmer, you know, obviously you probably heard his name. He's one of the greatest hunters I've ever known in my life. Sure. He and his brother Rusty went up into Colorado, up in the high mountains of Colorado, and Rusty hadn't taken anything. And and he uh, started to develop a severe migraine, which is a symptom mm-hmm. of acute mountain sickness. And uh, they went back to the tent run. Randy gave him some of our product, gave him a hydrate and recover, which helped accelerate the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. And, boy, he straightened out in 24 hours now. Uh, in best-case scenario, it's the product that you want to start several days before you uh, move up into higher elevation to let your body uh, acclimate to it and adjust to it and start to receive all those benefits and and then continue to take it while you're up there. It's, uh, it's an amazing product. I, I think what really Kevin hit the nail on the head of all the product it. it you know, we all know people that come, they're flatlanders. You know, I grew up in northern Minnesota mm-hmm. in the Midwest, in the heartland. You wait all year, and you read books, and you watch videos, and you dream of it, and you condition. And something like a migraine headache can take you right out of the entire week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's probably the best 30 bucks you could ever spend is what I'm saying. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to look more into that. But that's I had not heard of that product, but I... Certainly do know it's so tough on those guys that live at sea level and, you know, they show up even for a hunt that's at six to 7,000 feet and they're sucking wind. You know, they're just, it's one thing to feel like you're in good shape at zero to 1500 feet elevation. It's a whole different deal to realize what shape you're in when you get up to elevation. And yeah, if there are some things that can help, that's, you're right. It could really save it. And the headaches and the nausea and that sort of stuff, the cerebral edema associated things can be, you know, they can become emergencies, right? But if even if they're not to the stage where they're emergency, they can certainly make you not be able to bring your A game and not enjoy the experience and possibly fail because you just can't get up the mountain. So, yeah. 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 Quick story, quick story. We actually had a lady years ago who was told by her physician to leave the state of Colorado because she was having so much trouble uh, adjusting to it. And, you know, she had grandchildren there. And, and long story short, she uh, started using our product. And she sends us this, I mean, heartfelt, you know, tugging on your heartstrings email about how that product alone has changed her life. Now, that's a pretty cool story. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. great. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. One of the, like I was saying earlier, going back to, and not to get too deep into the weeds, but, you know, like with adaptogenic herbs, it's hard to always define what adaptogenic herbs do, but I think, like, in the case of altitude advantage, it's really, like, the best example of how, uh, really, in our formula, it's, it's a combination of several different possible adaptogenic herbs, you know, reishi extract, golden root extract, chisandra extract, and, and grape seed extract. Um, those are, you know, really responsible with kind of monitoring your um, adrenal system and how your body responds to stress and how your body, you know, sends certain neurons to address those things. But the other end of it is ginkgo extract, which has been shown to really help your body produce more red blood cells, um, helps with platelet formation. So, you know, from a, you know, a lot of people always ask, well, does it oxygenate my blood? Like, does it give me more oxygen in my blood? Like, you're not going to find something that's just going to, suddenly insert more oxygen into your blood. But it will help, you know, your body produce more of the red blood cells that carries that oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, so from more of a foundational approach, yes. Um, as well as the, the other part to this product, which plays a pretty good role, I think, is the amount of vitamin C we have. Um, vitamin C has been shown to help bring a lot more fluid into your tissue, which which is where a lot of people experience altitude sickness or the effect of altitude is tight joints, stiff joints, and inflammation. You just feel this hypoxic, like, stiffness. You feel lethargic, um, so physically you don't feel well. So when you have more fluid in your joint, uh, more fluid in your tissues, uh, that can help, uh, with, you know, help you overcome that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know awesome. for sure that helps a lot. And I know um, as a family... We- well, before a lot of my hunts, we go to our cabin to train in the elevation and the altitude. So, um, first, like, 
it takes a little bit for my lungs to get adjusted, but it does help a lot to train up there and then come down here or come hun- go hunting somewhere else. That's yeah. lower elevation, and it's like, whoa, this is so much easier. Um, and yeah. it's crazy. It also helps my lung function go up a lot because it increases well, my lung function. Yeah, when you're training at 11,000 feet and then you're hunting at six, it makes it feel yeah. a lot easier, which is that's one of the nice things about Arizona and New Mexico uh, where you are, Coach Paulson, it's, you can you can get places to train with the elevation that really it's a tremendous advantage. If you can go from the elevation to your hunt quickly enough that you don't lose all the advantages of the, you know, increased hemoglobin and all that stuff that you get from spending a few nights up there. But we've always yeah. tried to do that and, you know, spend, well, a, a week or two up at elevation and train and then come back and be in Phoenix for a day before we travel home and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, we. Uh, I'm ahead. sorry. No, you're saying. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna. There was actually a pretty unique opportunity that myself and a handful of us at the office uh, have. Uh, locally, the Mayo Clinic is putting on this um, research study about the hemoglobin response and the effects of altitude on your athletic performance and your your aerobic capacity. So, long story short, a handful of us have been hooked up to. Um, this machine, we get put in this, they call it a stratosphere, and we get on a bike, and the oxygen, the oxygen levels and the environmental pressures in there will stimulate different levels of elevation, and we get on a bike and ride for about, I think, 30 minutes, um, and we would go back each week for a different level of elevation, and nothing is more humbling than the way you feel and perform at, you know, 8,000 feet, 10,000 feet. Uh, I took it all the way up to like, I think it was 16,000 feet where it maxed out. And you just feel like a shell of yourself. Uh, So, you know, anyone who's ever felt that kind of stuff, it's something to take seriously and uh, definitely, you know, plan for. Mm -hmm. Well, you should see if they'll let you guys do some uh, um, placebo-controlled trials with your altitude product in that. I know. Yeah, I know. I've uh, become buddies with the guys that run that thing. I know. Yeah, we've been playing seeds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows? We're, we're keeping our feelers out there. You know, one of these days we might be able to because I think that would be super cool to see, yeah. you know, what an individual is able to accomplish with the use of altitude advantage versus, you know, without it. So, right. yeah, we'll see. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I do remember seeing that on Instagram. You guys doing that. I thought it was, it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you guys did like the breathing thing. looks like my lung function. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're like my lungs. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I remember you sent me that message. Yeah. uh, So we were talking a lot about, like, the human products, but I do remember on Instagram as well when you guys started doing, like, the canine athlete, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, And I know a lot of hunters and especially wounded warriors have their, like, dogs that go with them. Um, And Mm -hmm. also a lot of people have, like, their dogs that hunt, Uh, like, like their lion dogs and bird dogs and things like that. So I was just kind of curious, like, if those were targeted for, like, the hunting dogs or people who just take dogs hunting with them, and kind of what those products do for the animals. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, they're not exclusive to just a, a sport dog. I mean, really, uh, so there's two products. We have one called New Dog. One's uh, Hydrogen Recover, Canine Athlete Hydrogen Recover. Um, funny enough, you know, Canine Hydrogen Recover, uh, a, a dog's uh, fluid needs and electrolyte needs aren't all that different from ours physiologically. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've just we've taken a lot of the same elements in our hydrogen recover and adjusted them to you know meet the metabolism that that is different on dogs. Um, but you know anybody who's ever hunted over a dog or just done a lot of work with dogs knows that they can run extremely hot and their internal temperature is very much dictated by a lot of things. But dehydration is a very scary thing when it comes to dogs and things can go bad real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what hydrogen recover is really there for is to, you know, augment those situations where water is just not quite enough for a dog who's, you know, chasing pheasants or quail, uh, or, or otherwise, you know, whatever the case may be, we do some work with a company called Fallen, uh, for protection dogs, like what you mentioned, what you see around a lot of these expos sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and those dogs work extremely, extremely hard in training. So, um, the hydrogen recover really meets those hydration needs. Uh, the new dog is is really a, a pretty potent three in one supplement, so it can help them with joint health. Um, it's, it's got their daily vitamin and mineral needs. Um, 
and it definitely helps with recovery as well. So we have some things in there that help with muscle and tissue recovery. So, you know, that's more of like a daily supplement that any dog out there is going to benefit from. My dad uses it in our lab at home, and my lab at home has been living a pretty sedentary life, but it's pretty awesome to see, and we've heard so many great stories from our customers um, who have dogs that are getting up there in years, or, or maybe they're like seven or eight, and they've just kind of been experiencing early onset arthritis or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and after a day or two or a couple you know, weeks after using the new dog every day, they just seem to have a different spring in their step, more energy. They're not laying down nearly as much. They're up walking around. They're going to get the mail with them again. Um, so dogs are, dog, you know, our canine athlete line has been, I hate this term sometimes, but it's more of a passion project. Mm-hmm. Um, we're passionate about everything we do. But really, it's, we've got so many dogs around the office. Everyone's got dogs. We're super passionate about dogs. Floyd Green, who, who uh, owns Wilderness Athletes, he is mm-hmm. one of the most passionate dog owners uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, same with Courtney. And so when we have, and, and, and Rich, who are formulators, so to be able to bring the same impact into the lives that we are with humans, bring it into dogs has is, is been so cool. Um, especially, you know, dogs are immune to the placebo effect. He, it either works or it doesn't, you know. It's like you can't tell a dog that, hey, this is going to make you feel like Y and Z, and then all of a sudden they're going to feel like Y and Z. Um, with, with new dog in particular, it's been proof positive that these this formula is making a big difference for um you know joint health mobility uh, inflammation pain so it's uh, that these have been super super fun to, to have oh wow yeah that's really cool um because i know a lot of people like have their dogs and, like that's their dog and then they get like joint pain and stuff like that that you were talking mm-hmm. about um <laughs> my dad keeps saying flavors yeah what flavors do you have for the dogs like cat <laughs> you know, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this up because I always do, but I, I I'm pretty sure New Dog is uh, flavored with fat butter, and I think there's like some other element of like bone marrow in there. Um, there, it's definitely not uh, something we like. We we taste tested it when we first were like messing with some formulations, and it's kind of repulsive. But dogs <laughs> don't hate over it because obviously you give a dog. Some powdered butter, fat, and, and meat of some sort, is, and it, they just go crazy. So, and is uh, it the same deal? It. You just mix it with water and put it in their bowl. Is it same same yep. type of deal? Yeah, the hydrogen cool. cover. You would just take a little little scoop and put it in the water. And uh, with the new dog, you put it in their food. Um, you, you don't have to mix one, but you need to put the new dog in their water too. It's just hmm. you know, obviously, one is the hydrogen cover fits really well with their water. Cool. Mm-hmm. We'll give some of that to Timmy. Yeah, he'd probably like that. Be right yeah. up his alley. Oh, yeah, that's so kind. <laughs> yeah, he might. He, he might listen a little bit better. He probably wouldn't even taste the difference. He loves dog food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so, uh, kind of, we were talking about earlier a bunch of like you guys hiking the Grand Canyon, and that is something mm-hmm. that is like my next kind of adventure that I want to do. I wanted to do rim to rim. All right. But I don't want to do yeah. it in June, um, and so <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't open until May, but. Um, I talked to the CF Foundation, and they were like, okay, well, we can do um, one of the Grand Canyon hikes. I think it's like 17 and a half miles, and it's um, just it's just on the south rim because the north rim doesn't open mm-hmm. until later in May. Um, mm-hmm. But I when, when do you guys go, Kevin? What, we you, go uh, in mid-late April. It's always been, uh, every year I've done it, it's been usually the same weekend as like the, the last Saturday in April, I think. But you're going up to the north rim, right? You go south to north and then back? Yeah. So it's... Yeah, the north is closed. So if you get there, um, the only way back is the hike. Or, you know, call a helicopter to get you out, which is, is not a cheap ride. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's, there's usually snow on the ground up there, but it is closed, so there's no like, vehicle access. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay. I see. Um, but yeah, so yeah. that is kind of like the next thing that I want to do. It doesn't involve hunting, which is a little different, but, uh, I'm still very excited for it. And I'm trying to get a lot of my friends to go with me on that, but yeah. it is the Grand Canyon and it is huge, hence grand. Um, and I think it is also yeah. something that people tend to underestimate. And I've been talking to people uh-huh. and they're like, Oh, like Grand Canyon, like that sounds fun. I'm like, <laughs> it's a huge, like big thing. And 17 miles is no easy task, especially when you're just like yeah. going back and forth. Um, and so I definitely, like, when I start training, I'm going to uh, obviously use a bunch of wilderness athlete stuff to help keep my body, like, 
well and hydrated and everything like that. So I was just kind of curious, like, since you've done rim to rim to rim, like, what kind of things I should do, like, in my daily routine with wellness athletes to help keep my body um, healthy and ready to go on the canyon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for training. For training, yeah, for training, for sure. Um, Well, one of the things that I always tell anybody with with this is obviously the the best way to train is just to hike. You know, you can get on a treadmill, you can get on a bike, even a Stairmaster all you want, but there's no substitute for physically preparing your body by doing, you know, by hiking. Um, definitely the best way to get your, your legs ready, your muscles ready, to kind of get used to just that repetitive, um, uneven surface that you're just going to continually be pounding away mm-hmm. at. Um, it's a big difference. Um, nutritionally, you know, with training, I think the thing that you really want to um, also hit is Make sure you're eating and drink the things that you're going to be taking with you on the trail. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times okay. people eat and drink the way they would on their normal week weekday, um, and then when they go into the canyon and they're hiking forever long, um, your calorie consumption is very different. And so when you're not used to the foods and the bars and the gels and whatever else you're, you're leaning on, um, your body you, you know may not react favorably. Mm-hmm. So you want to know how your body's going to respond to to what you're putting in it. You also want to know how many calories you need. You know, what What does my energy feel like when I have only eaten a 1,000 calories? What does my body feel like? How does my performance look when I have eaten 4,000 calories? Um, so, you know, getting familiar with that is super beneficial, not just to the performance in the Grand Canyon, but just, you know, I think in your general day-to-day life, you kind of know your calorie needs. You know your, your input needs. Uh, that's super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um because really, you eat your way through the Grand Canyon, is what I, you know, a lot of people say. Yeah. It, it's such a um, energy-intensive thing. You're going to, you know, obviously, my experience has been, um, you know, doing doing the full thing, which, you know, you, your body goes through a lot of different changes. Um, and I think the, the takeaways have, have been different for me every time, but I think the one constant is, nutrition you know what's mm-hmm. my nutritional plan what kind of fats am i eating uh where am i getting my calories from uh you know i typically i would say you know minimize it now of course i'm not speaking with any knowledge of of what your needs might be yeah you know obviously with your condition and stuff that they might be different but um you know typically carbohydrates are going to send you uh through a roller coaster that of energy that you're not going to be able to keep up with it's a, it's a pretty expensive way to eat. You just need to eat a lot in order to get the same amount of energy out of it. Um, they do have a plate for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you're kind of down and out, when you need to pick me up, when you need to push through, carbs are that fast-acting energy source. Um, but a lot of times, I think starting out with a lot of good healthy fats in your system can just prolong that that high level of energy and output that you need. Um, you know, they burn slower, they digest slower, they metabolize slower, so... Um, you know, those are some of the, maybe the other, the key things, you know, we already talked about hydration. Like, mm-hmm. I think hydration is obviously paramount. That can't be overstated. You know, making sure you have enough salt in your system. Um, something that I've, I've utilized, um, the past couple of years, which helped me a ton are actually salt pills. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, our hydrant recover has a really good amount of salt in it, sodium, um, but often, and I think I may be just particularly a heavy salt sweater, I lose a lot of salt in my sweat. Some people don't, but it's, uh, really difficult to keep, you know, maintain a certain sodium level when you're only getting it primarily through your hydrate recovery intake. So salt pills just keep you, you know, maybe a little bit for me personally at a, at a, at a safer level. So I just, you know, I deal with less cramps. Uh, I deal with less mental fog. You know, I notice when I'm, I can tell when I'm, you know, bordering dehydration or bordering low sodium levels when I just kind of feel mentally, like, not sharp. Um, that's, you know, those are maybe some two cents that I'd have. But, you know, when you're getting ready for it, I'd be, I'd love to help you out and talk with you more about it because there's a lot of little tips and tricks and stuff. But um, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things that, you'll get more out of it than you than you realize going into it. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely do want to talk to you 
and a couple of months when I really start training and really getting into it. And I especially kind of want to do uh-huh. a podcast with like you, maybe Chris and my parents, cause you've all hiked the Grand Canyon and yeah. also a little bit to scare my friends who want to go with me because I can hear <laughs> in their voice that they are underestimating the Canyon. And I told them, I'm like, yeah. you need to overestimate it. And that way, when you go in there, you're like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Instead of underestimating it, yeah. going in there and being like, oh, crap, what did I just do to myself? Um, but yeah, yeah that wait was... Till they, wait till they go see it, you know? Oh, like, yeah. when they walk up to that south rim and just look out over that big old, just endless ditch. It just seems <laughs> like, what did I sign up for? Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and my friend just hiked it in June, and she sent me the picture and I was like oh crap like what am I what am I doing to myself but I'm like you know afterwards I'll be very proud of myself and so then we'll be fine uh but yeah that that advice was very good and I never really thought about um eating on like your training hikes what you would be eating in the canyon uh but that was a lot Mm -hmm. of that was good advice because I definitely would not have thought about that um I want to ask coach Paulson a question um we had Timmy my youngest and myself we had a, a wonderful hunt with Floyd and his dogs um, this last March and he was telling me during that experience that you guys have now have a pretty big role with hydration for um, like municipalities for trash collectors and sanitation workers and that sort of thing how, how has that worked out for you guys as far as the benefits that they've found um, for their workers and how has that evolved and, and where are you guys going with it in the future? Coach Paulson still there? Did we lose Mark? Oh, did (laughs) if we did? I don't know. Did we? Um, Oh, he just. uh, Oh shoot! He had to get off. He had a he had an emergency come up. He just texted me. Said I have to run an emergency. Okay. Okay. No Um, problem. Do you do you know about that, uh, Kevin? I I do. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, I (coughs) could definitely speak to that. And actually, it was funny. I was thinking about (laughs) this earlier because. Um when you were talking about how, you know, Jen's hydration needs are a bit more uh, severe or high stakes than just your average, you know, whatever, hunter, um, that's, that's really the, the conversation we have with, and, and that division of our company is called Working Athlete. Um, for these companies that can either be in industries like waste management, um, facilities management, uh, those, some people that are working in oil and gas, um, SRP is like our local uh, energy company that has really <laughs> given us a lot of, we, we've been working with them for quite a while. It's taken off and it's been really awesome because hydration to these guys and to this community is, is more than just a game. It's more than just staying hydrated for optimal hunting performance or, you know, mild times. Um, it's about safety because a lot of these people work in environments and situations where, you know, a mistake um, can cost them their life and or their coworkers' life, or you know, and that's obviously the worst case scenario. Um, so there's a lot of steps in place with these companies um, to change the behavior um, and to improve the, the behavior of their of their workers to keep them as safe and as effective as possible. So it usually starts with hydration because a lot of these companies are um, all these workers are using. You know, guys that are working in a hundred plus degree environment, um, and they're working in dangerous environments where there's heavy equipment around. They're up in the top of the telephone pole, um, where, like I was saying, a lapse of judgment, which sometimes a lapse of judgment comes from being dehydrated um, and and letting you know stress from heat related you know heat related stress. Sometimes that sets in. So hydration is a huge, huge issue for a lot of these companies. And traditionally, uh, what these companies have been supplying their workers with are Gatorade uh, and Squencher. You know, those are the big cats in that space, mm-hmm. uh, primarily because um, it, it checks a box for these companies that say, yes, I provide my workers with an electrolyte solution. Um, and truthfully, it comes down to dollars and cents. You know, it's very, very cheap for them to get a huge truck pallet full of Gatorade. Um, sugar water's cheap. Right. So... Um, they're able to check the box, but in the last, you know, I, maybe 10 years or so, these companies are starting to take hydration and workplace safety a lot more seriously. They're starting to care a lot more about the health of their workers. So not just his safety on the job, but his, his, you know, health outside of the job, because that's what he brings to the work. That's what he brings to the, to the job site. Um, so that's where hydrogen recover comes in because we're not just giving them the electrolyte replacement. We're actually, 
you know, improving their uh, their health as a whole by giving them a lot of, you know, really important ingredients like 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C. Um, what that does for their immune system is awesome, but what it also does for the company is it helps their workers show up to work more often, less sick days. Um, you know, when guys are focused and they feel good and they're motivated, the job gets done faster, uh, the job gets done better, and it gets done safely. And so everybody wins, you know. I mean, we're making... Uh, and, you know, consequently, the, the other cool part about it is a lot of these guys that are in these fields of work already knew about us or they hunt and they, they, they get to know our company a bit more and they see that we come from a hunting background and that's our core. And so that blue-collar workforce has also felt a lot more, um, I don't know, I guess engaged rather than just Gatorade, you know. So it, it's really been a tremendous, like, development in our company but it's one that mark dedicates the vast majority of his time to he travels a lot for it um and there's there's definitely a lot more to do in that space but we're we're excited we're in it awesome great yeah it's uh yeah yeah i'm sure as they start to look at the benefits of your product versus all the sugar and all the things that go along with that weight gain diabetes mm-hmm. and you know a lot of those um employees may not be in the best physical shape last thing they need is additional sugar uh, yeah make it easier for them exactly. to justify the the cost and the product compared to the to the other stuff mm-hmm. all right yeah well, the, uh, go ahead. The, oh i'm sorry no, no, go well, ahead. The, the only other thing i was going to throw out was was energy and focus is, is a part of that conversation too not maybe as often but there are a lot of companies that are even using our energy and focus in their workforce too because you know these guys are every you know caffeine is is everywhere and if people are, are going to get their caffeine um and a lot of times guys are going to go to the grocery store and get the red bulls the monsters um the high sugary um empty drinks that are going to give them that caffeine kick but it's not sustaining their energy in a in a in a safe way so the our energy and focus too is, is also being used a lot because there's you know it's just helping their guys find a an alternative a healthier safer alternative to you know, the stimulation they're going to get, you know, one way or the other. So, um, yeah, just wanted to add awesome. that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's really cool, and especially how you guys are kind of expanding from, ex- like, just the athletes, but also other people who need things like this. Um, yeah. So just kind of, like, as, like, kind of a wrap-up, uh, do you have any, mm-hmm. like, any other products that you want to talk about or just, like, any advice that you just want to say? Uh, no, I mean, I don't, not necessarily products. I mean, we've got a lot of cool things coming up for us this year, but I think the the most important thing that I guess I want to say is if anyone's listening or if anyone's out there that uh, would like guidance, help, uh, whatever the case may be, um, and just feeling more prepared and feeling more ready to, you know, make that hunt this fall or just go run that marathon or whatever it is, take that adventure and, and do something that's outside your comfort zone. If you've always wanted to do that and you don't quite know where to start, um, that's that's where we come in and that's where we love to help people. I think that's really been the greatest joy for everybody at Wilderness Athlete is to hear the stories and hear the customer experiences that that are possible because they've taken charge of their health and they've taken control over you know what they're putting in their bodies because I think people start to it starts this you know um, situation it just starts the snowball effect when People start to feel healthier. They have more energy. They they start to understand more of that relationship of like, wow, you know, the quality of what I put in my body really dictates what I'm able to get out of my body. Um, so we're just super excited anytime people want to talk just about like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm getting ready to run this, you know, marathon, this ultra marathon or a 10K or I'm going, I'm getting ready to do my first high country backpack hunt. I've never hunted you know, off a road before, whatever the case may be, to take somebody from, you know, zero to hero is probably the most gratifying thing um, in my job. And I love uh, engaging with people about that kind of stuff because, you know, I've been there, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's it's just a really cool part. So, you know, hopefully people can see us as that resource for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, thank you for all of your advice and stuff. Um Definitely for everyone listening. I love wellness athlete. I love their products. I love the people. Um, and obviously I've met them through hunting, but they like Kevin has said and Mark has said they do many other things to help 
and many other people and dogs. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on here and talking about it. And I definitely want to talk to you in a couple months um, when I'm starting to get ready yeah. for the Grand Canyon. Um, can't wait for those days. Um, but thank you for coming on here. Thank you for again for like kind of introducing me to wellness athlete and getting me involved in that. And I know Mark isn't here anymore. He had to leave. Um, but I just want to thank him for coming on here and uh, talking to us. It, it was very insightful to hear about the products and the differences and the thought that has gone into all of them to help make people healthier and help them in all of their needs um, on the mountain or any any way that they needed them. So thank you again for coming on here. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having us. I'll, uh, I'll pass the message along to Mark. And, um, yeah, thanks for having us on. Obviously, you've been incredible to watch in terms of watching you overcome adversity and and, and charge ahead and, and take control of your life. So that's inspiring. So I'm glad we can play a very small role in that. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon when you start getting ready for the Grand Canyon. I might just, <laughs> I might just join you because I'm kind of addicted to that place a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that. That was very kind. All right. Well, it was very interesting listening to everything Mark and Kevin had to say. Um, obviously, like, we use Wilms Athens a lot, but it was really nice to hear and, like, educational to hear the kind of like the breakdown and like the thought process that went into making each of their products um, healthier and better for the person who is using them um, in their daily lives and on the mountain and things like that. Yeah, it's certainly they've been great for you and uh, for me and for your mom and your your siblings, your brothers when we go out and do our things and uh, they've been very generous to support you with those and we're very appreciative they took the time. Sorry that Coach Paulson had to bow out, but he was—he mm-hmm. added a lot to the conversation, yeah. and um, wonderful. It's nice those guys to to help you out and take the time to talk to you. Yes, um, and also those guys are here in Arizona. Um, that's how kind of we we're very close to them. It's because they're, you know, right here with us. Um, anyway, yeah, it was very cool listening to them, and I will definitely be using their products when I am training for the Grand Canyon. It does help a lot to keep uh, keep your body kind of maintained and healthy during all of the hikes and going through that whole journey. Um, and we'll have some information in the show notes comparing the different ingredients and stuff mm-hmm. for your listeners. And thanks so much to those guys, to your listeners for continuing to support your podcast. And and if they yes. if they haven't had a chance, please download our podcast and give you a, a nice five-star review if they like the show and give you some encouragement and yeah. keep tuning in. I, this is a lot of fun for me to do, and I'm glad that people have – had really, really had to encourage me to do it, but I'm glad that they did. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. It, um, you know, I love kind of hearing a lot of my friends' inputs on it. So, um, if you guys, you know, just want to let me know, um, kind of anything maybe you want to hear, or just kind of how you've kind of, if you like my podcast, if you don't, whatever, um, just kind of let me know. Yeah, leave um, us some comments. Reach yeah. you on Instagram or your Facebook, which I don't think you're using that much of, but no. you should. And um, yeah, um, it was great to hear the wilderness athlete journey and their mission. Uh, it was very cool to hear all of that. And, you know, just thank you for joining my journey, hearing everyone else's journey, because, you know, life is short and so am I. And I'm just trying to make the most out of every day, and I hope that you guys do too. I hope you all have a great journey and you make it an epic one.